0: Thank you for joining me on this journey. And now, let's create a life we love. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome to the 7 Transformations podcast. My name is Tudor, and I am back. It's been about, I don't know, two weeks or maybe three weeks since I last spoke with you guys. I am super excited. It's been a very, very busy week, a couple of weeks for me. I've been creating a lot of stuff. As you can see, there's a new intro, there's a new thumbnail to my podcast. I've been really putting a lot of work into uh, creating a a vision for what I want to do, what I want to share with you guys going forward. And I'm at a really good place in my life. And I want to share with you guys today is about reflecting on all of that stuff. I've also had a really crazy couple of weeks with my career. I've been doing a lot of competing. I just finished uh, a Huge Dancing with the Stars event here at uh, where I am in Phoenix, Arizona. And so there's a lot of life lessons that came from that. And, and looking forward, I'm very excited to share so much with you. I've got a lot of interviews that are, will be happening in the next couple of weeks that I'm going to be creating episodes out of. I have a ton of really cool people in my life that are from all walks of life. Personal training and development, business, nonprofit, uh, arts, fine arts you know, public speaking, all kinds of walks of life that they'll be sharing their perspectives on how they create a life they love and what they feel about transformation and and how that's in their daily life. And that's, that's what this episode is about. You know, this podcast is called The Seven Transformations. It's about a book that I am writing on how to create a life you love. That is ultimately the point here. And that is my mission. That is what I want to bring to you, that I want to bring to myself, to bring to everybody around me is to help people create a life they love. And what that means to me is having everything that you want in your life. You know, we only have one shot at this, at least that's how much we know. And you want to make it a good one. That means everything from your career to your relationships to the experiences that you want in life. That's what creating a life you love means. So I'm really excited to share those interviews with you. I've got some really cool ones planned. Stay tuned. I'm going to try to publish one of those per week alongside another episode uh, of just me basically doing some other of the stuff that I've talked about. So those are coming up. So now let's move on. Let's let's talk about these crazy couple of weeks. I'm super stoked for this podcast, for everything that I've got going. You know, we had a competition actually two competitions. The first one was in California, and uh, then I went to Vegas last week. I drove there literally in the morning. I competed at night, then I drove back. It was a really crazy day, and it was the final competition in a series of these events. We had a competition, then I did a, a Dancing with the Stars event where basically we get paired up with a, a person in the community to train them. You know, I I teach ballroom dancing, obviously, and uh, train them for this show. So this is a huge event, it's a huge fundraiser for the Kidney Foundation, and after several months of training, you know, you take this person out and you do a performance, and it's pretty awesome. The whole experience is very transformational, uh, and in my student particularly, uh, she was a doctor, and the cool part, you know, I won't I won't go too much into detail about it because uh, there's other things I want to talk about in this episode, but the one thing that I really loved about it was last minute before we went on to perform literally like a couple hours before we decided to have her come on with her doctor's, you know, outfit, the robe or, you know, whatever they wear on top of her ballroom dress and to kind of right before she performed to, to take that off symbolically and, and get ready to dance. And it was such a transformative experience in that little microcosm, that uh, those kind of things are what you live for. And and helping people create these kind of experiences and create a life they love, this is what really motivated me to restructure uh, this show and what it's about. And a lot of these experiences happen in a short period of time. You know, after that, we got some, uh, my partner and I, Sonia, we got a coaching session, a couple coaching sessions with one of our uh, coaches, his name is Tony, and he's been on So You Think You Can Dance. He's been a choreographer. He's pretty famous in the ballroom world. And it reminded me, it was a very good lesson. And it basically what it came down to was love. You know, so that's, that was another piece to this message for me was that he said something like, you know, if you look at every champion, every person who has been successful, the one thing that they have in common is that they just love what they do. They just love it. And it's it's about love. It's about exuding love in what you do and and fully embracing that moment. And it was like, wow, you know, you're right. You know, ballroom dancing, even if you don't dance, I think you can relate to this because it's so easy to get caught up in just doing whatever you're doing. You know, we all do something because at some point we decided... It was rewarding to us. Even if you got a job, sure, you get it maybe for the money, but there is something in there that you love about it and that is rewarding to you. So it's very easy, even in what I do. You know, I have a very creative life. You know, I'm creating my life, creating a life that I love. But, you know, I have art, I have dance, I have all kinds of things that I do. Uh, But it's never, and it's not always easy. You know, it, it is something that you can slip into. Okay, daily grind. You know, get this done, get that, go through these hoops, go through these motions. And that's something everybody can relate to, even if you're in a career that you really love. And the co- the key that I have found, and especially through these recent experiences, is to remember to go back to loving what you do and to love and to exuding love, especially if you're in a service, in the service world, and you're interacting with other people, even internally within your own company. You know, if you're in human resources or anything like that where you're working with other people, regardless, we all have relationships in our lives. So those types of things are relevant for everybody. You know, when you are getting in the daily grind and forgetting to connect to why you're doing it, what is your reason for doing this, why did you love it in the first place, it's very easy to get stuck. You know, with ballroom dancing, I use that as a metaphor because it's something physical and obvious that you can use. Uh, but you know with dancing, we get so easy to get caught up in the steps you know we We're always thinking about the proper way to do it, the technique you know, and all that kind of stuff, and those things are important, but ultimately, that's not why you dance. You dance because it's fun because you love it. you dance and you perform because you want to feel something you know, and I think life is very similar. And that was my huge breakthrough from my lesson with Tony. And it reminded me of another lesson that I had, ironically, like two or three years ago. We had a coach, very another again, another famous person in our industry, Nadia. And she had given us a lesson. And we were talking initially about, and I, I write about this in my book, actually. We were talking about, you know, the technical aspects of dancing. Why do you twist? Why do you do this? You know, okay, move your arm there. And I was like, okay, you know, this is... I've heard this before. There's nothing fantastic here. Let's go. I mean, where's the good stuff, so to speak? You know, it's getting impatient. And then at one point she turns to both of us and she says, you know, why Why do you think you're doing all this stuff? You know, why are you twisting your body like that? Why are you putting your arm there? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I gave her the logical answer. I said, well, because you need to move over there and that's going to maybe create some space here. Or it's going to look good. She's like, don't you enjoy what you're doing? You know, don't you... Doesn't it feel good to move and, you know, feel your body and, and push it in those different directions? Doesn't that feel good? And I'm like, huh, wow, what a simple idea. Yeah, you're right. It it does feel good. It's fun to do things well. It's fun to to feel the movement of your body. It's fun to have excellence in your career, to make results, in, not in a way that you're comparing them to everybody, but to feel good about what you're doing and doing it well. And I remember asking her, she was a a world champion, and I asked her, you know, what motivated you to to get that good? You know, ultimately, like, that takes a lot of discipline. It takes an unnatural drive to get as successful as she was. And she said, you know, I was just curious about how good I could get. I wanted to see how good I could get. I felt good to dance. You know, she didn't have some... um reason that was tied into something external results. It was something more internal, and it had to do with what Tony talked to us about, which was love. Ultimately, if you want to live a life that you love, creating a life that you love, it's about always coming back to that, always coming back to the things that you love. If you don't love what you're doing, you know this is the first of the three main things I wanted to talk about today. You have to love what you're doing. And with that, it's a double-edged sword because, again, even in what I do, even what somebody who has a very interesting life or creative whatever, there's always going to be the stuff that you don't want to do. And that's, you know, you have to deal with that. You have to work through that because there's never going to be, a, you know, it's an old saying, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And that's just life. But that doesn't mean that there's a difference between that and being in a situation that, Your heart's just not in it. And that ultimately is everyone's own choice. Nobody can tell you or educate you on what it is that you love. And you already know what you love. You already know what you like. You know, you don't have to be head over heels or super certain about your future. But you do know what's rewarding to you, what you enjoy. And pursuing those things, taking action on what you love every day, even if it's just one of those things, is going to immediately put you in a realm where you are creating a life that you love. You only have one life. You know, when the sun sets, it's gone forever that day. And this reality is something that is very easy to lose track of when you are living a busy life. So, Come back to that idea always. Evaluate your reasons for why you're doing everything you're doing. And, you know, ultimately those things will change. You know, there's change is the only constant. And regardless of what changes, the one thing that stays consistent or should stay consistent is that you love what you're doing. Because when you love what you're doing and you're creating a life that you love, that love spreads to the people around you and they feel it, it spreads to you and your insides, your health. You know, I read a recent study on the top uh, factors for longevity, and they measured a series of very significant things like health, exercise, you know, uh, avoiding drugs, that kind of, all the obvious ones. And by far, the most profoundly important aspects to your longevity and health have nothing to do with diet and exercise, they have nothing to do with it. Diet and exercise are on there, but they're they're not as important as these two. And the top two are number one, your social integration in society, your sense of purpose. Right? You what are you doing and contributing to others? How do you relate to the outside world through what you do? And number two, your relationships, your social experiences. So the top two. Factors for your health and long-term well-being are social in nature. We are social creatures. Our you know, cognitive health is mostly based on social relationships and social interactions. Your sense of contribution, your sense of connection with others, all these things contribute to your health. So when you are creating a life you love and you're always coming back to love and why you are doing what you're doing. Ignore the stuff that you... You know, I like this saying it says, don't focus on what you hate, focus on what you can create. You cannot solve problems with the thing that started them. You can create something new. So if there's an obstacle in the world that is in the way of you creating what you love... Don't focus on it. You know, those things are always going to, even in what you do, no matter what you do, there will always be obstacles. So focus on what you can create around it. Use it as an opportunity. Those types of things are critical for coming back to a life that you love. And there'll be things that I'll be talking about more and more as we go along. But that was one of my main lessons from these experiences in the last couple weeks. And it'll be a lesson that will be talked about over and over because again my goal with this podcast is to spread the message of creating a life that you love and empowering people who are listening and people who are interested in this kind of thing to have different tools to create their life that's really what and it sounds simple and it's simple and it's not you know depending on how you look at it because it's an ongoing process and process is the second thing that's the most important lesson that I learned in these last couple of weeks you know competing competing ballroom dancing competing in anything in general is a, a a silly idea in the sense that we we kind of created that idea you know especially in dancing you know with dancing it's very subjective it's it's very difficult to measure one person or another and when you're competing in any competitive sport Even if it's something with a finish line, you know, there are things that you can control and there's things that you can't. Even with something that we would say is objective, like a finish line, there are still things that you cannot control. The person who was second place to Michael Phelps is always going to be, you know, second place because you can't control the other people's genomes that are competing against you. You know, at some point there's a physical, genetically, you know, genetic variant that will be better than you, you know, and that's not something you can control. So ultimately with ballroom dancing, there's a lot of factors like that, you know, Uh, not so much the genetic kind, but you know, obviously there's subjectivity in in a lot of layers with this. And as a competitor, as a professional competitor, it has really humbled me. It has really given me an understanding and appreciation for delaying gratification and seeing the process, you know, One thing I learned a lot last year from all the company, we went to about 12 or 13 competitions across the country, my partner and I. And one thing I learned is that ultimately results, they don't matter. They they matter in their ability to impact your process. Because the process is all that survives the endless void of time, you know, that keeps disappearing ultimately. You know, time... Is the, is the factor here. Because no matter what, even if you get first place, once the sun sets, the day is over and is now a memory. So that first place doesn't matter in and of itself. It matters in the impact that it had on you getting there. It, it matters in the impact on what you learned and what information you can take forward into new activities and new actions. So your results... And goals that you set for yourself, they are important, but they are important in the sense of their impact on your habits, on your beliefs, on your thinking. That is how they are important. And if you can see that, if you can detach from results in and of themselves, that is the key component to creating a life that you love. It is very difficult to create a life you love when you are focusing your attention and attaching to things that you cannot control. Goals are very important, but likewise, you should also be able to let them go and be flexible in how they are. You know, they're not absolutes. I, I have a funny saying one of my students taught me from her father, who was a very wise man. And it's, it's a cute little saying, but it works great. He says, aim for the stars. At least if you miss, you'll end up in a tree. And, you know, I think it's very clever because it points to exactly this, this whole idea about goals and being attached to results. Your results are always important. You should always shoot for results. You should always strive for excellence. But also at the same time, you can't control everything. So be able to be flexible. By striving high, you will end up somewhere more than not striving. So that's really the point is that The goals and the results are tools. And regardless, you know, results can be results that are negative or results that are positive. Either way, they contribute to your process. And if you can see that all you are is a process, you are a chemical process, you are an information process moving through time, constantly changing and updating and creating more things, leaving them in your memory, and your in your history. That's all you are is a process. And if you can see that, then results become a tool. They do not become something that define your life. You are not defined by your failures, but you are also not defined by your successes either. So that teaches you humility and it also gives you confidence too. Because, you know, especially, you know, I can relate to this personally because When we get a result that we don't like, especially after a lot of investment and sacrifice, it is very difficult. It's hard on self-esteem. You know, it, it, it is very difficult. So don't attach to results. That was one of my main lessons. And I can tell you a personal example from these competitions. The first one we went to in California, we had just changed all of our routines the year before, all the comps that we had gone to, we went to them again this year. We had made the final. You know, I I expected something. And we didn't make it. You know, I didn't think it was the best dancing we could have had. We were just focused on doing and trying to perform and all this kind of stuff. And it, it just wasn't there. And this competition in Vegas that we went to, literally like two weeks, three weeks later, we said, you know what? Let's not worry about what's going to happen. Let's just focus on each other. Let's focus on the music, on the dancing, and let's just love what we're doing. Let's just enjoy and try to enjoy this time. I drove up here all the way from Phoenix, and one day put all this rhinestones and makeup and all this crazy stuff on for literally 10 minutes. You might as well enjoy it. And again, even if you don't dance, and maybe that imagery is hard for you to relate to. The point is the same. Regardless what you're doing, whether it's a meeting or a trip, business trip, it doesn't matter. You're there for only a limited amount of time. Do your best. Enjoy it. Be present and love what you are doing. And the funny thing is we ended up getting the final and we had placed fifth out of seven. Uh, in this competition. And a lot of the judges we had never even seen before. So all of the circumstances were very different and the results changed. So what really changed that day was the process inside, our thinking, our our way of perceiving the situation. So your relationship to results and evaluating your reasons why you're doing something uh, and maintaining that attitude of love is very important. And the final point that uh, was really a, a big, you know, thing for me this these last couple of weeks, especially with Dancing with the Stars and having to coach my student through a whole new experience. I mean, imagine somebody who's never even danced before to be in front of hundreds of people at a huge fundraiser doing, you know, steps that they've never even, their bodies never even moved. It's, it's a very nerve-wracking experience. And of course, in those situations, motivation is important. Uh, I love those kind of experiences because I get to work with people on performance, on motivation, on being present, on all these things that are valuable to me and what I do. And of course, even in my professional experiences with these competitions, keeping up your motivation is very important because everything has an investment and at some point you will want to quit no matter what. It's it's the more you invest yourself in something. It is inevitable that you will want to quit, regardless of how much you believe in it, regardless of how rewarding it is. At some point, with continued investment, you will run into challenges. And those challenges will push the boundary and barrier of how much you truly want what you want. And this is important because ultimately it is always a battle between circumstances and our desire and what we what we want. And what determines what stays in your life is which you focus on. The circumstances will always be there and your love for that person, for that job, for that volunteer project, whatever it is, will also be there. And it's like the old Native American, you know, black wolf and white wolf. Which one do you feed? So, ultimately, take a look at that in your own life and see, you know, how are those things playing out? We often have a lot of great ideas and start them, you know, when you're creating a life that you love, you have something that you start and it's exciting and oh my gosh, and then something comes along the way and challenges it. And how many times do we give up on those dreams because of a circumstance? And that circumstance can either be internal, like let's say I'm afraid or you know whatever, or it can be external. Oh my gosh, it seems like this is gonna to cost too much money. It's you know too many hoops to jump through, whatever. It's too far away to drive. You know, how many times do we let the circumstances win? And not that that's an absolute rule. Nothing here is absolute, but it's always a battle between those two. You know, it doesn't mean that you should always give in to the circumstances or you should always push through the circumstances either. Because sometimes too much of one will get you exhausted, you know. But the point here is that most of the time, usually, we tend to give in to the circumstances. And creating a life you love requires maintaining that motivation beyond the reasonable low level of operating that most people live by. Creating a life you love is outside of the norm. Creating a life you love takes thought, it takes will, it takes planning, and it takes keeping your motivation going through all the times that you will want to quit. Whatever you're doing, you know, if if you want to include a volunteer project in your daily life, yeah, it's going to be tough because it doesn't pay you and it requires your time and effort and resources outside of whatever other work that you're doing. There will be times when you want to quit regardless of how noble or rewarding it is. I, I do these volunteer projects. I volunteer to teach music for this Florence Crittenden that we have here for these young girls. And sometimes it's like, oh man, it's the best day of my life. And sometimes they're like, okay, uh, you know, it's a little more challenging than that. But that that is part of the process. And those circumstances will always, in a way, they're blessings in disguise. They're blessings in disguise because they really test you to see how much do you really love what you're doing. You know, with my dancing, I've gotten periods of excitement and I've also had periods of disillusionment where... I'm like, why the heck am I spending all this money? Why am I traveling across the country, wasting my money, wasting my time, my body hurts, you know, circumstance after circumstance that pushes against my love for what I do, you know, and and sometimes that challenge is very great, but the important thing to learn is you don't quit and you reevaluate what you're doing and why you're doing all the time because, If your reason for doing it genuinely changes, then it is time to move on and to move in a different direction. But don't let the circumstances be the reason why you do that. You know, that's where we end up with regret. That's where we end up with a lot of those kinds of feelings. So those are my lessons from all these competitions that I've been to. It's been a crazy couple of weeks you know, evaluate your reasons for doing something. Stay stay in love. Stay in love with what you're doing or stay in love in your relationships. Creating a, a relationship with somebody that you love. It's, it's an ongoing process. All these things are the same. I'm using ballroom dancing, all these examples in my life, but try to find them in yours. It's all the same. You know, your relationship to results and how... The process of your life is unfolding, and how that is the focus. Results are important in their ability to shape who you are, but they do not define your relationship. They do not define your job. They do not define anything about you. And keep up your motivation. Do not quit. It is human nature to quit, acknowledge it, and move on. Keep in action. That is the key. The journey of transformation is not always, you know, creating a life that you love. Transformation, these are all related. You don't always have to love it. That is the main point here. Happiness and success are not always intersecting. But the point is that the path of transformation, of creating a life that you love, you're not always going to get what you want you will get what you need. And the moment you choose to live that life, you will always get what you need. and that In that sense, you will be taken care of. And it's not always easy, but that's what living a life and creating a life that you love is all about. So, thank you so much for listening. I am so excited for this new journey, this new direction with my podcast. I really appreciate you guys. I hope this is contributing to your life. And I hope that wherever you are, this has given you value. It's given you some insight into your own life and how you can create a life that you love with the people you love in it. So, like I said, I've got some really exciting interviews coming up. Also, a lot of great episodes that I plan on releasing. So, you can expect to hear from me about twice a week in the next couple months and uh i'm really excited so thank you again for listening to this share it with your friends if you like it and i'll talk to you guys soon have a great rest of your week it's tuesday for me right now and wherever you happen to find it i wish you well and i wish you a life that you love have a good night you're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host tutor alexander for weekly articles on creating a life you love, stay connected at the